Hello, guys, and welcome to the Cashflow Queens podcast, episode six. Today, we have on the Jaden Kennedy, and she talks about her first time home buying experience, buying her first duplex, as well as where the market is headed in 2023. So let's jump right into it. Hello, guys, and welcome to episode six. Today, we have on the Jaden Kennedy. Thank you for being here. <laughs> yes, thank you for having me. This is awesome. Yes, this is awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. She's really big and amazing on Instagram, and I'm, I've honestly learned so many things from her, so I really want to get her on. She's a realtor as well as a real estate investor, so I'm super excited to have you on today. Thank you. No, I love what you're doing and the fact that you're empowering women and have like a female-centric podcast. It's, it's really awesome. <laughs> thank you. Um, if you want to give us just a little intro of yourself and what you do, and then we'll kind of dive into your real estate investing side. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Jaden. Um, I've been in real estate for just over two years now. I recently got my broker's license, which is very fun. Um, I played competitive sports my entire life. And then I went to university in California on a full ride scholarship for volleyball. Uh, <laughs> yes. And that's actually where I learned about the power of investing in real estate because a lot of people at the school had quite a bit of money. So I came back home. I started having conversations with people in my circle like, hey, are you familiar with using real estate as a means to build wealth? And most people really saw it as a liability. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make it my duty to number one, educate myself and then educate other people and make these, you know, confusing concepts as easily digestible as possible possible mm -hmm. so got my license yeah. and went on instagram and now i'm here <laughs> and you really do she tackles like a lot of big issues or big things in real estate on instagram and you really break it down and you make it easily digestible so I thank love it. you yeah no worries um and then your investing story so yeah do you want to kind of give us a bird's eye view and we can pick it apart yeah for sure so after the number one thing is when i got my real estate license that's actually what enabled me to see the different options that there are when it comes to investing in real estate mm -hmm. because surrounding yourself with realtors i would say a lot of realtors they do invest in real estate and I learned a lot from them um, so once I learned a couple tricks from them I said you know what I really want to invest in real estate myself not only for myself but also to inspire others who say follow me or my sibling or something along those lines so I said you know what let me invest in real estate so I purchased a duplex yeah. in Oshawa which is awesome I love Oshawa because if you look at Durham as a whole it's the cheapest houses, but rental rates across the board in Durham are pretty standard. Mm -hmm. So cash flow opportunity is definitely the highest over there. Mm -hmm. But got a duplex, uh, have two sets of tenants, and um, live in the landlady life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nice. Uh, how long were you in real estate before you got your duplex? I was in real estate for probably a year and a half. Okay. So okay, nice. not too, too long, but I was able to leverage, you know, other people and then the technique. So for example, my parents, um, I added them to my pre-approval just to increase my buying power. Cause nice. you know, a few years ago, 10 years ago, you could buy a $300,000 house with say 15, $20,000 down. Yeah. That is not going to get you much today. Right. Yeah. So I leveraged my parents. Um, I'm still using my own money the same way that you said you plan on doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you just have to be careful with that because you can leverage your parents to increase your purchase price, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be able to help you on a monthly basis mm -hmm. and of course as your purchase price goes up your monthly payments go up also so you have to make sure that you're able to um take care of that also for sure okay and um why did you decide on a duplex? Okay, so I like to, similar to you, I like yeah. to learn through other people, right? So I listen to a lot of podcasts, talk to a lot of realtors, and the majority of them have two big regrets. Number one is they didn't purchase a multifamily. Uh, and number two, they sold too soon. Mm. A lot of them actually say that they didn't actually want to sell their first property. So my goal is most likely to hold this property as long as I can. Mm. Um, but especially with, you know, the fluctuation in interest rates and stuff right now, yeah. it's really nice to have those multiple streams of income to sort of offset inflation and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and additionally, if 
you are someone who wants to live in the property, right? You have the ability to have someone pay the majority of your mortgage, uh, especially if you live on the lower level and you're okay with sacrificing for a bit and seeing the long-term game. Yeah. Um, you can definitely make a good, wise financial investment that way also. Yes, I love it. House hacking. That's kind of yes. my goal, but that's awesome if you already have two tenants in there. Um, what? So your strategy, your strategy is basically to hold. Did you do anything else like burring or anything? Yeah, so I actually purchased a property. I, I liked the state of the property and I did assume the tenants. So one tenant was in the property for about three years and then the other tenant was in the property for seven years. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? They take great care of the property. I will allow them to stay. Mm -hmm. um, so they stayed in. It was good. Uh, we didn't do any burr or anything. We do the occasional renovation. Um, I did actually vacate the downstairs unit. Mm -hmm. We did some rentals. Um, I do foresee in the future, us making it a two bed as opposed to a one bed because there's a lot of wasted space right now. Um, but as of right now, we just did like some painting, change a couple of fixtures, etc. And uh, this is my long-term baby. Yeah. I don't think I'm ever <laughs> going to sell this one, but okay. we'll see. <laughs> I love it. Okay, perfect. And then property management. You Obviously, because you just have one um, duplex right now, are you just managing the property by yourself or do you? Yeah, so I am managing the property by myself. I do partner with people who help uh, my clients with short-term rentals also. So I I think that in the future, I will actually, once the property is completely vacated, I will pass the property along to her and I will let her do, if she wants to do Airbnb or whatever it is, just to sort of play around and see with interest rates being so high, um, if I can increase my cash flow a little bit, because I'll just be completely transparent right now. I am negative cash flowing. Um, and when I purchased the property, this was prior to all of the interest rate hikes, right? So no one, we foresaw that maybe rates would go up, but we didn't necessarily predict that they would go up at the rate at which they did, right? So my mortgage has gone up about $1,700 since I purchased the property. And of course, that's eating my bottom line significantly. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of just seeing ways in which I can sort of mitigate those losses, but also take care of my my tenants, right? Okay. So. Okay. So you would think about doing short-term rentals later on to help with that? Yes, exactly. Short-term rentals, just to dabble a little bit. I might try it out. Might not be for me. Yeah. You hear a lot of investors who they have, you know, good success stories and then other investors who don't necessarily have the best stories. So I'll just dabble a little bit, see how it goes. And if I find that I am cash flowing quite a bit, that's great. Mm -hmm. uh, but in the Durham region specifically, right now, a lot of Airbnbs are coming to the market. And in Oshawa, you need to have a license, right? And most of these Airbnbs are not licensed. So I think they are starting to crack down a little bit more on that. Nice. Uh, so I will let my, I'm a realtor. I find the deals. I facilitate the transaction. Mm -hmm. Then I have my designated people to ensure that everything gets taken care of. But I will just say, I also live in Durham and my property is in Durham, but please do not underestimate the work that comes with being a landlady, mm -hmm. right? Because I have been getting calls, you know, it's like the dishwasher is not working or, you know, I need to change the lock on the door. So it's just like, make sure that you have a solid team around you of tradespeople who can support you in the event that a last minute leak occurs you want to make sure that you know that's impeding with their you know experience with the property so you want to ensure that you get that dealt with as soon as possible so you need to have that main point of contact and if you are going to invest outside of sort of where you can drive to ensuring that you either connect with realtors who have connections or find contractors in those areas 
to address issues as they come up. Yes, I love that. So many investors have talked about having a proper team around you. So yeah, and it's a long list of people that you need to It's Yeah, exactly, because <laughs> you really never know what's what's going to happen. And that's <laughs> I'm learning. This is, I've had the house for almost a year now, and it's definitely a learning experience. And I'm going to take a lot of my experiences and sort of share them with you know my clients. But even when it comes to, I assume the tenants, but when it comes to even vetting your tenants, you want to ensure one thing I'm going to do from now on is I'm going to go talk to all the neighbors, right? Mm. I want to get the down low, what's going on in the property, mm. how the tenants are. Um, other realtors that I know, they will actually get the tenant to sign the lease agreement at their own property. So the realtor will say, hey, look, I'm going to pop by, please sign these you know, documents mm-hmm. and they will go to the property. And one time, um, one of my colleagues, she specifically said no pets, right? Mm-hmm. And they pulled up to the tenant's house and she had a Doberman <laughs> and she was like, okay, this is not happening. Like you literally said that now, once again, we have to be careful with like the whole tenant rules. Yeah. Um, but she was like, okay, that's a red flag. She sort of lied on the application and the house was messy. Mm-hmm. So that's also a way if you want to take, you know, the next step of um, precaution to do something like that. Mm, okay, I like that. No one's talked about that before. So that's awesome. Um, in terms of strategy, would you try anything else out like student rentals in that area? I think they're kind of popular. But Yeah. So Durham College, the nice thing about Oshawa is there's like Trent, Durham College, UOIT, quite a few universities. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, with students come, risk also right mm-hmm. so I don't know if I necessarily have the stomach for that type of thing yet mm-hmm. um, I do for example have a client out in Windsor who rents out and I know some people who go to school in Windsor mm-hmm. so as long as you really get the right tenants you're totally good to go mm-hmm. um, I know someone else who rents per room in Peterborough and they cash flow quite a bit wow. uh, to students also so just if you're going to rent to students make sure that you vet them properly there are a lot of students who are respectful and there is a lot of opportunity for cash flow mm-hmm. um, but you just don't want to shoot yourself in the foot with the people that you bring into the property (laughs) for sure yeah all right um okay and i was gonna ask about location i know you kind of dived into it a bit but it's funny i've been hearing a lot about oshawa in the east is there like a specific reason you focus over there yeah so number one a couple years ago oshawa was the fastest growing city in canada Mm. right so that's awesome we have the gm plan which is building you know all of the trucks Mm. and we're also in the gta probably the cheapest city or one of the cheapest cities so Mm. for people who you know we're expecting say half a million people to come to canada a year Mm. the majority of them are going to land in toronto And a lot of them are going to trickle down to the outskirts where the house prices aren't as high. So for me, when I look at Oshawa, I am 100% biased. Uh, (laughs) I live there. I have my investment property there. But in terms of long term, we're always going to see the growth. We're always going to see the demand because it is lower in terms of entry point in terms of income and stuff like that. Um, And like we sort of alluded to before, the rate at which houses are appreciating and the rate at which our salaries are going up it's not sustainable so if you can get something within oshawa and have decent or comparable rents to the other you know remaining cities mm-hmm. i would definitely recommend doing something like that okay, so amazing yeah i typically only look at the west i'm like thinking of niagara or something like that for when i choose to invest but so many people have talked about the east so it's something i yeah exactly it really depends on where in the east you go because for example like uh, i have clients in belleville belleville is awesome it's a little bit further out than say durham region mm-hmm. but you're not going to see the same appreciation that you see in durham because it's close enough to the downtown core that you'll still have that demand and appreciation Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, with high appreciation, sometimes comes more of a correction. So we yeah. did see our average house price go up by a couple hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, now that the market has corrected a bit, we have seen our prices go back down to in the 800,000s, mm-hmm. right? So that's something to also keep in mind. But that is why I like to buy and hold. Yeah. I am not more, yes, the flips are cool as long as you find the right property. But 
on average, real estate doubles every 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like as long as you hold the long-term game, the ebbs and flows, it it really doesn't matter that much. Yeah. Ooh, spoken like a seasoned investor already. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I love That's it. the goal. That's yeah. the goal. But so where like in the West do you usually... Well, I was thinking of investing probably like Niagara, uh, St. Catharines. I like okay. the GO train just went over there and... I don't know, short-term rentals over there because it's kind of like a all-year-round yeah. like tourism. Yeah. So I always, I do like it over there, but um, I don't know. Now I'm thinking about the East too. The East? <laughs> yeah. So I'll give you a, a cool story really quickly. So I had clients, they actually reached out to me via Instagram. Mm -hmm. It was uh, four friends. They put their money together. Uh -huh. Their purchasing power to increase it because they weren't making enough to purchase on their own. Mm -hmm. uh, and we actually bought a property, not we, like I helped them, uh, in St. Catharines. Oh. So they okay. bought a property in St. Catharines and it had the potential to be a two-unit dwelling. So what we actually did is it was a single unit and then we went in, we added an additional unit and now they have it rented to two different people and they're making money off of that. So nice. it's really important for people to see when they go to purchase a property, not only, okay, yeah, it has two units, but can this be converted into something that has multiple units? Because yeah. that's really where you're going to force the appreciation and build sweat equity because my clients, by purchasing the property as a single family dwelling, mm -hmm. adding an additional unit, mm -hmm. they are going to reap the rewards of that and the buyer is sort of going to pay a premium for that mm -hmm. as opposed to my clients buying the property already as a couple units and then paying for someone else's work mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah. so i'm a really big fan of that i'm trying to get more into duplex conversions yeah. there's a few seasoned realtors uh specifically in oshawa who only do Ooh, duplex cool. conversions which yeah. is um fun but it's just really finding different ways that you can one leverage your investment and then number two increase your purchasing power to um to get the highest roi okay yeah no cool i've heard a lot about that but i am I'm still confused on some things like do you what do you have to look for specifically to see if it, you can convert it to a duplex you can convert it to a duplex yeah so well number one you can check with the city just to see if the zoning is mm -hmm. even allowable because if the zoning is not there then you're not going to be able to change it to a duplex mm -hmm. uh, number two you're going to have to pay attention to even like driveway space right you okay. got to make sure that there's going to be enough parking you got to make sure the ceiling height is there um, when it comes to the furnace you want to make sure that you have the appropriate ventilation etc mm -hmm. um, so it really depends on even the municipality and the city but they do have like for example Oshawa has a guide that literally tells you everything that's required to ensure that um, the property can be converted into a duplex that is cool I like it <laughs> yes no it's just ask once again talk to the right people yeah. and you'll be set if you are someone who has money like talk to me or talk to Alex we're very well versed when it comes to these things but as long as you have the capital and you surround yourself with the right people you're gonna make money yeah and there's so many different strategies that you can use instead of just buying like a, a, I don't know a residential home as an end user you can do all these different strategies and make money and make nice. money yeah. exactly or what we were talking about before like house hacking right mm -hmm. just having someone else help you pay for your mortgage and then when you go to purchase a property using your project projected rental mm -hmm. income to increase your pre-approval so that you can have more so that's another thing that i do with a lot a lot of my first time home buyers mm -hmm. is you typically get pre-approved for four to five times your income say the combined incomes are a hundred thousand you're going to get approved for between 400 and 500 thousand mm -hmm. what is that going to get you today not too much <laughs> right so if you can increase your purchasing power by adding projected rental income say eighteen hundred two thousand dollars that could translate fifty sixty seventy thousand dollars added to your purchasing power mm -hmm. and then not only are you purchasing the property it might be a higher mortgage but you have someone paying a significant chunk of your mortgage mm -hmm. so in terms of your overhead 
it's significantly less, which is going to improve your quality of living. You can still order your Uber Eats or do whatever you want because you have someone else who's helping you with your mortgage. Yes. You know? Okay. I love it. All the mortgage hacks. For that, do you have to talk to an A lender and do they only use like 50% of the income and then add it to your bottom line? Is that yeah. So it really depends. Like I even have entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Most of the clients that I work with, they do tend to work with A slash mostly B lenders yeah. just because they are entrepreneurs and, you know, A lenders, they don't see them as, as attractive, mm-hmm. but they do use, yes, exactly a portion of the rental income and add that to your income to increase okay. your overall purchasing power okay yeah something i was unclear of but that's good that you just cleared it up i like that um okay and i guess kind of segueing into real estate or even though we're we, we have already done that yes um so you've been in real estate now for you said two and a half years yes and do you specifically work with just investment clients yeah so i like to see all my clients as investors they might not necessarily <laughs> consider themselves investors but i'm not going to let anyone buy a property that i don't think they're going to reap the rewards down the line um so i always try to get properties that are under i always say you went on the buy Right. Mm-hmm. As long as you win on the buy, if there's ebbs and flows in the market, it doesn't really matter. But if you can get a deal on the front end in terms of appreciation and equity, mm-hmm. you're always going to win. So something that I like to tell my clients, I'm not the biggest fan of condos, if I'm being honest, for first time home buyers, <laughs> yeah. just because of the condo fees. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you have, say, four or five hundred dollar a month condo fees, that's going to significantly decrease what your pre-approval is. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, that's five hundred dollars that is not going towards your mortgage and building you equity. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, the older the building gets, the higher the maintenance fees become, the more unattractive your condo becomes to purchasers. Mm-hmm. Right. So I always recommend even if someone's going to buy a uh considering buying a pre-construction as a first-time home buyer, Mm -hmm. if you have the means to, you know, let your money be tied up for three years, that is completely fine. But Mm -hmm. what I would recommend is go find a condo that is close to a new pre-construction development that's going to be built. Compare what that purchase price is to what they are currently selling the units for in, say, the platinum rounds, Mm -hmm. right? And try to purchase a property ahead of that completion Mm -hmm. so that when the time comes and those, you know, first-year investors are offloading the properties, you have a bit of leverage when it comes to resale because you can sell for significant significantly lower but because developers are building in the area it's most likely highly desirable in terms of like location transit amenities etc yeah so okay that's sort of what i say like a little condo hack i like it yes okay. and then also if you're buying a detached house or semi-detached mm-hmm. i always say buy the worst house in the best area mm-hmm. don't buy the best house in the worst area just long term you can literally sell your property due to its location it doesn't matter what the property looks like if it's in a good neighborhood say close to good schools some people will specifically only look at certain neighborhoods because they want their children to go to a certain school. If your house is located in an undesirable area that's not safe, people are not going to want to bring their families there, which is going to significantly decrease your buyer pool when you go to resell the property. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those are a couple of things I say to my first time home buyers. But at the end of the day, some realtors, not you and I, mm-hmm. they see a transaction as simply a transaction. Mm-hmm. I help you. You're done. No, I am your partner for life. I yeah. want to help you make smart investment decisions, yeah. which is also why I partner myself with great mortgage people mm-hmm. so that we can come up with a plan. Hey, we purchased this property right now. It's 50000 under market value. Let's say three years down the line, it goes up another 50k that's 100k to play with let's pull money out of that you can purchase your next property use projected rental income 
or move into the property as your primary residence, yeah. leverage less down and go from there. Okay. So amazing. Amazing. Um, do you, so you don't have like a one strategy fits all basically you kind of tailor to whoever you're working with. Yeah, exactly. Cause I have some clients, for example, I'm working with a client right now and he refuses to, uh, move into a semi detached property. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, no problem because they're just worried about, okay, it's super close to the neighbor. What if like there's issues? I'm like, okay, no problem. So for someone like him, I have to find a specific type of property that would cater to his needs because he doesn't want to share a driveway. Mm -hmm. But if you don't want to share a driveway and you want to live in Durham and you have a first time home buyer budget, you're going to have to expand your your radius, right? And yeah. look into somewhere like a Peterborough. So it's really just knowing what the client's needs are and mm -hmm. then sort of looking at my knowledge of the market and and helping them out that way. And it's also important to have good realtor partners in different areas, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm not going to service a client in an area that I'm not too familiar with. Mm -hmm. So I'm more than happy to refer them out and ensure that they're taken care of properly. Because at the end of the day, it's a long-term play. Say yeah. they're purchasing in St. Catharines now and they live in Durham. Odds are their goal is to live in Durham again. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how can we help them get the right property to enable them to get closer to their real estate goal? Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I always say your first house is just a stepping stone towards your first forever home yes, yeah. and there might be like one two three four five steps but yeah. like eventually <laughs> you'll get there yeah there's a light at the end of the tunnel <laughs> yeah exactly exactly i love that um so. i want to kind of segue to your broker license amazing yes. you just got that. thank you yeah. so much <laughs> that's something i want to do too so how was that experience it was good so i will say the main reason why i got the broker license actually was number one of course to gain more knowledge but number two we are very young right and in this industry there's a lot of experienced seasoned realtors that we are quote-unquote going against right and trying to secure clients so for me to get the broker's license it added another level of credibility to me because I work with a lot of uh, first-time home buyers whose parents have purchased a property with another realtor and their parents want them to use that realtor as opposed to me because they just saw me you know on the internet or I'm super young yeah. uh, so by having that broker designation it really enables me to have uh, conversations it sort of opens the door with with parents mm -hmm. um, but getting my broker license actually provided a lot more value than I thought uh, because I learned a lot about the back end of transactions awesome. and like you know balance sheets and not only how it impacts people on like a consumer level but more of like an institutional level also mm -hmm. so i'd recommend you definitely get that license that. Yeah. <laughs> um especially because when you get into like multifamily and you know when you get like over six you start dabbling in commercial and stuff like yeah. that so it just provides you more of like an all-encompassing level of education that is more math-based but that's something that we need especially as investor focused realtors mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. okay and just talking about your age because you just brought it up i am not going to ask you your age because i don't ask women their age but okay. i know you're younger than me and you just have so much passion about real estate and it's amazing it's it, it's infectious oh so thank how you. do you how do you have that at such a young age do you feel or yeah so honestly i love people okay. i love houses yeah. and yes of course we all like making money right mm -hmm. so at the end of the day i don't see it as like a job if a client tells me i want to see a house i'm probably more amped to see the house <laughs> than they are just because like i love going to see houses yeah. right so i think that it's very important if you guys are in a inspiring realtor watching this um, or a new realtor like just to understand your why mm -hmm. right like I'm sure you have your why mm -hmm. I have my why and a part of my why is really just to empower people through real estate and help them build wealth mm -hmm. so for me it's just it's so exciting like helping someone
someone purchased real estate mm-hmm. that didn't think they were actually able to purchase. You know, there's so many people who reach out to me. They're like, this is my income. This is my credit. Uh, I don't think I can buy a house. And I'm like, actually, yeah. <laughs> I have a mortgage person. I have this. Go talk to my people. Let's get you approved and let's get you into a property. So it's really like, you know, on closing day, some of my clients are just like crying, hugging me. Like, thank <laughs> you so much. And it's like, you become a part of their family. You know what yeah. I mean? You're going to like their birthdays and all of this stuff. So it's just, I don't know. I love it. It just comes. <laughs> what about you? Because you love it too. You're starting this podcast. I mean, like, yeah, no, I love it. And I love the investment side. And I do have a, definitely a strong why. But I, I don't I do like what you just said. I think it's a lot easier than you think to purchase. Like it, it's hard, definitely. But it is overall easier than you think. So I get a lot of hate for that on TikTok. But it is easier than you like think. TikTok. Yeah, that's the thing. And to like, people need to remember, you don't need 20% down to buy a house, mm-hmm. right? You can put as low as 5% mm-hmm. down. Um, so if you're looking at a $500,000 house, that's twenty five thousand dollars or six hundred thousand dollar house you're looking at thirty five thousand right so as long as you have the down payment closing costs you can't forget closing costs okay 1.5 to 3 percent of the purchase price Mm -hmm. um and a good credit score and the income to you know back it up Mm -hmm. you'll be good but the biggest issue i'm seeing today in today's market Mm -hmm. is just interest rates and that's not only hurting you know entry-level buyers because they can no longer qualify with the stress test um so i do want to clarify people are saying you know it's a crash i don't say it's a crash it's a correction Mm -hmm. and there's not less demand it's simply that less people can qualify to purchase homes Mm -hmm. but i think that as the interest rates start to go down and we start to hear that interest rates are going to come you know hikes are going to come to an end Mm -hmm. that we are going to see a lot more people coming back into the market yeah which yeah. will just bring up demand again, do you feel? And Which will, yes, yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's like once interest rates, it's sort of like interest rates go up mm-hmm. and then house prices go down because people's buying power naturally goes down. But as interest rates start to go down, people's buying power goes up, which yeah. naturally increases the value of people's properties. Yeah. Uh, but I did also want to talk from like an investment perspective when it comes to interest rates. There's a lot of people who have uh, properties and they have variable rates. They leveraged the appreciation of that property, pulled out, say, HELOCs. Mm-hmm. The interest rate on those HELOCs are now going up. So it's harder for those people to really maintain their real estate portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those people, I do foresee they're going to have to make a decision once, you know, the Bank of Canada sort of lets us know what they're doing because yeah. some people are just way too tight when it comes to cash. They're stretched too thin. Yeah. So for people who are looking to also get into the market, there may be opportunities because either number one, they're an investor, they're stretched too thin, or number two, they purchased a property at the peak and the interest rates are just too high. Or number three, people are going to renew their mortgages and they're getting, you know, slapped in the face and they're not going to be able to afford that. So I do think that there's going to be a lot of opportunities for people uh, in the future. And I'm also seeing specifically in Durham, Mm. people who purchased uh, flips earlier on last year when the market was hot thinking that the market was going to continue to take that trajectory. And now they're listing the property even at a loss because they need to offload it. So Mm -hmm. some people are saying, you know, now's not a good time to buy. It's, I think there's always a good time to buy as Mm -hmm. long as you're purchasing the right house for the right price. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. There's always deals to be had, especially in this market. That's what I'm seeing too, is things going for under what they bought it for. So exactly deals to be had for sure. Yeah. Um, Woo. I didn't even realize the time. So I'm just going to ask you some last questions. Okay. Conversation. (laughs) Um, what are your end goals as an investor? As an investor, I I want to have a lot of doors. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have a number. I would say I'd be comfortable at around 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely need to have a property manager take care of all of that because I didn't realize how much you know work really goes into overseeing properties. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just really diversify my portfolio, maybe do a couple joint ventures. Nice. Um, 
and yeah, live my best life. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> yeah. We could do a joint venture together. Okay, sounds yeah. good. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to have five doors before I'm 30. So that's kind of my goal right now. Five doors, not properties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <clears throat> and so that's my goal. Right now, I am looking for a JV. So yeah. Okay, good, <laughs> <Yeah>. good. I'm <laughs> putting it out there. And um, probably house hacking my first couple properties as well as taking advantage of Bill Bill 23 that just got passed with the yeah. ADU basement yeah. three units on one lot. So yeah, that's something I definitely want to do. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, if you guys are looking for JV partners, hey. hit her up, right? <laughs> I love it. Okay, amazing. Well, where can they find you on social media? Uh, you guys can find me at Jaden Kennedy Real Estate, Facebook, Instagram. TikTok, <laughs> YouTube. If you want to see some food reviews for Durham, hey. check out YouTube. Um, yeah, Jaden Kennedy Real Estate. Awesome. Okay, well, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. That was awesome. Thank, thank you. you. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you so much.